So the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hi, Toddy. Recording with a special guest again this evening. A few episodes coming out with our friend... Brent, they're coming to get you, Terhune. Good to Brent be here. Brent Terhune, glad to, glad have, to have you, have you. buddy. Uh, hit us where, with where, where folks can find you. Yeah. I don't know which episode's coming out first. So. Uh, BrentComedy.com is... Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, so all my uh, dates are posted there, and I do... Uh, a podcast called The Field Trip, which Vinny has been on prominently. We've done the the craziest wrestling storylines. <laughs> and one that's probably most relevant to this episode is the history of Halloween. We, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. went back and uh, talked about the pagans and then uh, toilet papered some trees and stuff. <laughs> Damn so, right. Yeah, it's called The Field Trip with Brent Terhune. Nice. Nice. We've upset my dog, so thank you for doing that. Well, you know, I I know uh, the dog is a fan, so that's more cheering than... Does Vinny discuss how he usually watches Halloween on the second? Yes. Puka's big on intros. (laughs) I'm here! I'm here! All right, so we are uh, doing a concept episode, a roundtable, if you will, as we like to do. A nice idea by the guy who just got up. Yep, yep. Wanted to let Todd in. <laughs> Yet I'm here at the he, same time. But he R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Um, so here we are. Toddy, tell him what we're doing tonight. So uh, because we're rolling into, what year are we in? The 23s? 2023. I mean, I, it's still 2020 in my brain, summer of rage, but uh, 2023, <laughs> it's where we're at now. Time's a theory. So, uh, for all you 83 babies, that means your asses are 40 years old this yeah. year. Yeah. So, uh, we decided Not to do. Brent, he's 29. That's right. <laughs> 27 this year. Congrats. Brent is half the age of all of us at this table. <laughs> we decided to do 1983 uh, year. In review, which is uh, got some pretty cool horror films, because they all turn forty this year. Yay! Hey, I oh, is that it? I wasn't sure what you were doing. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't know Dr. Dre. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) you remember they like Will Sasso, and there's something about Mary. I was about to remove my Beats headphones to go close the blinds, so my dog might bark less. But please, I'm sorry I distracted you. Well, I can, I can also tell you guys before we turn the mics on here that I am going to be the least <laughs> effective on this episode. I I watched a movie specifically for this episode. Um, specifically. Well, yeah, specifically like Paschetti uh, in preparation for this episode. But uh, I will just chime in when I feel appropriate. All right. You'll be fine. That's We're how, good at bullshitting. That's how this works. We typically cool. prefer the folks that are least informed about an episode to step on everybody else's lines. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a kind of like social media and politics. I so. can do that for sure. I, I'm ill-informed and confident. <laughs> or uh, or you know like a Facebook MD. So. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I will say before we even jump into anything, just at a glance, 
I'm counting 13 movies that we've already covered on this oh, podcast yeah, this, from this year. I didn't I didn't realize it until I looked at a list and it's fucking incredible how many great I dare say legendary horror movies came out in this year. Well, in and in a snapshot too to keep in mind because I feel like a lot of times when people talk about what's going on with the present state of horror you kind of hear like that old man talking. It's like, no, 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 you know, each generation has their own thing. But no, when you hear what we're about to just throw out that came out in one year and then compare it to what a normal year of horror movies is now, it was different back then. I mean, this shit was just booming, especially in the early 80s as VHS took off. It's a lot of shit that came out this and, year. And it also shows you uh, why you still know the name Stephen King. Quite a year for him. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. It's why you knew the year uh, named Stephen King and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Abner, is this the year of your birth? Uh, actually, no. I was 82, so I 82. am already 40. Which I always thought you were like a good 50, 60 tops. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, my cardigans and house slippers would have you believe that. But uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is the year of 3D and Stephen King. Yeah, for sure. All but right. Well, you weren't you weren't born for another ten years, correct? Uh, Thirteen years <laughs> by my count. No, uh, six years. I was born in 80, 1989. Ooh, Lord mm. have mercy. That yeah. Now, I think I got my first pube that year. <laughs> I was already cynical. <laughs> Me too. I actually was born with pubic hair. So. <laughs> Local boy, huge bush. <laughs> I'm in a lot of scientific journals. <laughs> and the local paper. That's true. All right. Well, it seems like we might have a dingo distracted there. <laughs> While it's eating a baby, we'll start out with, a, of course, January. So January 7th with a, a sci, sci-fi favorite, because, you know, we're following up with E.T. and, and the Fang with some extra. Never seen it. It's wild. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember the first the first film other than is this is this one of them where they they push out an alien baby? Yeah. yeah. What in the it's fuck been is a this number movie of years. called? I feel like we need to cover extra. There's three extras, right? I think so. We're gonna have to. Do no, I haven't either. We have to cover extra. Yeah, we gotta cover some extra. Wow. Okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me briefly, what is it about? I said sci-fi, so I'm interested. Uh, so this one's. Uh, is it just e- is it like ET babies? Uh, here's a description: an <laughs> alien creature impregnates a woman who gives birth to a man who is abducted by aliens. Three years ago, the man reconnects with his wife and son for a sinister purpose. This is an American film. Uh, I want to say it's Australian. Not my America. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Joe Brandon's. <laughs> uh, country of origin: UK. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think I think one and two are just like just gross ass movies. I think so. the fact that it's not an American movie makes me want to see it even more now. <laughs> Extra. Just gonna say we have to keep an eye on the pace if this is where we're going. All right. Going after the cast. Is the movie. <laughs> All right. We'll move along here. You're always in charge. <laughs> You know what? My middle name is Charles. It is goddamn Trump. <laughs> Just like Scott Bayo, he fucking hit me on the side too. So January twenty first, the house on Sorority Row. Underrated. 
I've I've seen. seen. I've only only sadly seen the remake. I think I've only seen the remake. Hmm. We got. Let's just kind of move swiftly past this one. We should cover this. Did you watch this one for the podcast? No, no. I'll reveal movies that we're going to have to cover. We will cover this one. It's good. Uh, I know that this movie's always talked in high. Always talked in high regards. Uh, February fourth, the entity. Mm. I feel like we've discussed this Ooh. even just recently. It's one that I want to see. Because I said true story and ghost rapins and Abner was all in. I, honestly, <laughs> this movie is so fucking scary, but I haven't picked it because I don't think Vinny would enjoy it. He's it, like the discomfort with rapey shit. I've kind of left it alone. I, yeah, this show has desensitized plus, me in so many ways. All right, fuck it. Next the episode, yeah. The Entity. Plus, plus I'm gonna, it's really good. I'm going to say this is going to be one of those memes where it's like the movie that I'm watching, and it's a scary ass movie, but the movie when my wife family comes in, then it's going to be Barbara Hershey in the shower. Do this on the same mash where I pick Chupacabra versus the Alamo. <laughs> I am so horny. Starring Eric Estrada. I've also listened to this podcast, and I know you guys are no stranger at stranger to picking movies that Vinny doesn't like anyway. So. <laughs> I'm. I think the, the only, list is long. I yeah, think yeah, I'm the only co-host true. that doesn't hate pick movies. <laughs> I, I try to avoid that. This I, movie is legitimately scary, though, as oh, Todd. God, yeah. Referenced, it's based on a true account. Please pick uh, it. Yeah, and yeah, uh, was it Ron Ron Silver? Yeah, but they even do some interesting stuff um, with prosthetic body parts and showing imprints of being accosted by an hmm. entity. And part of that too, they did with like air guns. Yeah, to like even touch real skin I with air guns. I think I've seen. Some, it seems like a documentary I watched recently had mentions about this and that in particular. Well, I tried to recreate it, so it might have been what I showed you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you send me that link again? Todd just FaceTiming me in the middle of the night. We got Todd with my air compressor out <laughs> in the garage. Look those, at my breast. <laughs> those wild convention weekends. <laughs> All right, same day. Uh, so February 4th, Videodrome. So what a weekend. Long live the new flesh. I still haven't seen it. Also you, well, we're the same because I still haven't seen that movie, but everybody knows the big kill in that movie. Uh, but it, it, was that David Cronenberg? David right? Cronenberg. Yeah. I'm not, and that's body horror. I'm not a body horror guy, yeah. so I just haven't watched. It's it. uh, James Woods too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm pre, in if it's James un- Woods. <laughs> Current <laughs> James Woods. Maybe he'll like your videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's been a couple of movies that I really really enjoyed, but I've avoided picking because I don't think they're for everybody. Possession. Videodrome are two of those. Yeah. I, it's there's a lot of cool oh, stuff going on there, but um, pick that movie. Yeah, Videodrome. <laughs> Videodrome's wild. Yeah, I, I, I just saw Videodrome for the first time when they they had it at the drive-in at uh, Shelbyville. Um, yeah, it's, it's which it's, it's, which by the way, if you are in the Indiana area. Check out the Shelbyville Drive-In during the summer months. They've already announced new movies Man, for starting April. They have incredible events, Dusk Till Dawn. Like I'm getting no money from them, you guys. <laughs> I just love what they do over there. Video. I don't d- like making money. I just love selling <laughs> guns. <laughs> so, just, and just to, to hype up Video Drum real quick before we move on to the next thing, Debbie Harry, mm-hmm. still very relevant at that point with Blondie. James Woods, not crazy yet. Not mm-hmm. quite full blown asshole, <laughs> and Rick Baker special effects, and kind of getting into that era where everybody was tuned into cable around the clock, and and, mm-hmm. and as rentals hit, and there's this mysterious channel that this movie kind of 
orchestrates around with what's being Plus broadcast takes on a it. gun out of his stomach. That too. So there, there's a lot of reasons Sold. to watch. It's it's <laughs> yeah. I want to watch that now that you you know. It's not as nuts as like Phantasm out there, but it gets pretty out there. But there's a lot of cool stuff. Rick Baker. Enough said. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Right. Also a great Instagram follow, Rick mm-hmm. Baker. He's doing cool things since the industry. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, moving right along to March 4th, we got the vagina poster <laughs> curtains. Ooh. <laughs> I love curtains. Anybody seen curtains? I've seen the... This episode is going to be Wilson having seen, Professor having seen every single one of these <laughs> yeah. films. It's like, I'm, and I'm one in, or two of us going, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm having seen the hits. <laughs> I'm excited looking at silhouettes on the wall. <laughs> Isn't that, doesn't that movie have a mask or something that's pretty prominent in it? Because I've yes. seen... It's like I'm an like, older woman mask. Because I've seen that and I'm like, that's scary. What is that from? And I find out <clears throat> later that it's from curtains. Yeah, I think she's like at one point skating with a sigh that she comes by the, to text I've never made it. Almost a sigh! I've never made it past the box. The box art terrifies me, so it's, I've never made it past it. For me, I, I'm big on winter horror, and so you've got yeah, that element I of it. Do. That's what brought it to my attention. So it's it's Canadian. It's very snowy. It's just a slasher. But I thought it was there's just some a, cool stuff a baby it. doll coming out of a, a, a baby-looking thing. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> curtains for you, and by <laughs> that I mean I'm recommending the movie. Curtains. <laughs> Released in the States is Meat Curtains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my we company. have oh, the meat curtain. <laughs> <laughs> it was sponsored by Arby's in the States. <laughs> All right, March 11th, 10 to midnight. Ooh. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Charles Bronson, Canon Films, the craziest shit in the killer. world. Ooh. It's a serial killer, and he strips down naked to keep evidence from getting all over his Charles clothes. Charles Bronson dong and a serial killer. Yeah, so I'm in. So if you if you dig either the crazy canon films of that era or serial killer movies, this is worth watching. Plus, you pit Charles Bronson against the insanity. Like, there's a great uh, sequence where he screws with these two girls, the killer, uh, in a movie theater just so they remember him. Then he ducks off to the bathroom, goes out the window, goes out and kills, comes back for the end of the movie. Uh, but there is a a very memorable showdown with the killer completely naked, uh, running through the streets from Charles Bronson after his death wish fame. So you kind of is it as the, good as the the running down the street from Basket Case with your dome hanging out? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's this one called again? Ten to midnight. Can can we Isn't can we do Maiden song? Yeah. Also <laughs> remind you of Jonah Hill six to midnight. Can we can we do like a whole episode of just uh, like like best. Best, best dong hanging in a horror film. Best of hanging dong. Yes. Just for you. Ten Night is absolutely bonkers. So if you're keeping score, uh, if you love Canon, Serial Killers, Bronson, and Hanging Dong, <laughs> tune in Ten to Midnight. Everything's there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pretend like I haven't seen whatever's next. <laughs> April right. 22nd, The Deadly Spawn. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> professor's seen it. Have you seen it? No. That's why he's the professor. Say, I, this is another one that I used to have, Don't play coy. I, I feel like they made a couple of these. The other one came out maybe in the 90s. I could never track the first one down. Again, all I remember is like it was always supposed to be real gory. And I felt like it looked like it was like an alien with three three dong heads. It's a perfect double feature with extra. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll move along from you that. You look like somebody with cerebral palsy over there. <laughs> The April 29th, The Hunger. Mm, David Scott. Bowie and. Heard of it. 
Well, it's a vampire opera movie. Sad so. opera. Oh, okay. Yeah. As in a musical? Well, <laughs> well, he says that uh, he thinks any vampire movie is pretty much any okay. Dracula movie. Yeah, this yeah. is Tony Scott before he did all of his great action movies. Uh, Susan Sarandon, David Bowie. And there's who's the third person oh, in there? Is it? Uh, it's very stylized. That death becomes her. Um, Meryl Streep. Oh Jesus! Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ione Sky, but um, Catherine Deneuve. There you go. Which is that? Is that her person from Repulsion? I think it is. You'll get yeah. too nerdy for me. But yeah, it's uh, the hunger wouldn't be for everybody, but it's it's very. It really leaned into the erotic angle of vampire movies in a I, way that hadn't. I been feel like done there's much. a big resurgence Why was though, it since between a man and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a resurgence since David Bowie passed away. Um, if anything, so yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. It's good. Same day, so uh, April 29th, Something Wicked This Way Comes. So Covered. Disney's venture into horror. And here comes Abner. I've seen it! <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about you it? You watched it for the podcast! <laughs> we did. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was nice. Which one is this one? Refresh me. Ray, so, Ray Bradbury. Dis, um, it was Disney's version of Needful Things. It, was it yeah. the, the small town? That's such travel, a good way. Like so traveling it's, circus it's, or it's something? Fan, yes, it's shows fan, up in, it's in phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney meets Needful Things of Phantasm. <laughs> Seen it, Brent? No, I have not seen this. It's like Beetlejuice without Beetlejuice. You remember uh, <laughs> the, the the young kids and they doesn't he make them old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Traveling I circus. Remember. I remember. All that. right. Yeah. May first, the final terror. Slasher. <laughs> also, seen it. Yeah. <laughs> also, same day was uh it was a network NBC premiere, I think, of V. Ooh. Mm. Go at it. Wait, let me tell you something about V. Because uh, we're the same age, and, and if you were like me, this scared the bejesus out of me. The scene specifically was, and I don't know, this may not have been this particular one, but in V, when the woman <laughs> has the twins from the visitor, and the one comes out, looks like a visitor, and that scared the fuck out of me. And then the human had a forked tongue come flying out. Say, when you first seen that they're lizards, which now that I say it out loud, probably somebody probably aired this at some point, and they thought it was real news, and that's why they're trying to catch people thinking they're lizards. But it scared the shit out of me. And then as an adult, I looked it up online, and I saw the rubber puppet that is that ba- and was embarrassed. <laughs> that I was ever scared of it. But I remember playing V at recess. Like, fighting over, fighting over who got to be Donovan. Okay. And who was the visitors and all that kind of stuff. V was great. Plus, Sci-fi. Uh, Ro- with scary, uh, like, bad guys. Like, oh, V was fucking awesome. I was going to say, early kid. Robert England. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, really. I used to just flip my eyelids inside out at recess to try <laughs> to make friends. But that works, too. All right, uh, May sixteenth, Deadly Eyes. Is that the rats one? Oh yeah, was Scatman Crothers. So my sister, this motherfucker boy. This, <laughs> so the, this movie was playing on HBO, and like not, most, not to be confused with Whispering Eye. <laughs> Get out of here! Most most this is movies, a family show. Most movies that came on, my sister was always like, 
this is a true story, and it happened down the road. So I was convinced, yeah. I was convinced yeah. my entire life this is a real movie that happened. Yeah, everything's a documentary. But is that a familiar concept to you, Brent? Yeah, the Blair Witch was real, apparently, to me. <laughs> I remember that there's a baby in a high chair that the rats eat. Ooh. So I was just like, oh, God, this is and this real. wasn't a Stephen King project? It's not a Stephen King project. It also not a true story. So this is animal horror? Yeah. The, yeah. the only reason I watched this was this is one of the early releases from Scream Factory mm-hmm. when I watched anything they put out. And so I had checked it out for that reason. This isn't one that gets much fanfare, and rightfully so. It's pretty forgettable. All right, hoping, Entertaining enough, though. Hoping to catch Minnie's uh, attention here, but uh, June 3rd, The Man with Two Brains. You know, that's funny because I was looking <laughs> at the list of the movies that came out, and that one was on the list. I was like... Seems like an odd choice to include on what horror movies really, was it Shawn Michaels theme song just getting ready to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robert didn't choose the list, so we're safe. So go ahead, because I think it's a it, it's more of a comedy sci-fi, but very oh, appropriate for sure. But I'm I'm very surprised it ended up on this list. That I think is my favorite era of Steve Martin, like from from the jerk like through this era era here. Steve Martin aged with his audience, which a lot of, uh, I think, celebrities have to, you have to make a choice. Do you keep trying to do the same thing, Kevin Smith, or do you age <laughs> along with your audience and uh, your humor changes and situations like Father of the Bride, you know? Anyway, I think that's why Steve Martin. Yeah, because I, I think, I think this this same era he had the the movie with Lily Tomlin where mm-hmm. she passed away, I believe, and then she went into his body, so it's like yep. a ghost. But I feel like all the early SNL people all had like horror element, like Ghostbusters and Memoirs of an Invisible Man, and so. What was that was terrible movie uh, that Dan Aykroyd directed? Uh, nothing but trouble. I like where nothing he had the trouble. that movie. Because terrible movie. movie. It is one of the greatest American it. films ever made. It's terrible, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's got a dick nose at one point. Good, good, and terrible. <laughs> All right, <We're> good. Uh, <laughs> you this, Brent? Uh, no, not yet. Still, <laughs> we're, we're we're getting to his. I'm years. sending you so, with a copy of nothing. So I have, okay. I have hope for it's the whole so table. Weird. June third, same day, Psycho two. One of the best sequels of all time. Saint it. Oh, hit it, Brent. You Saint. go first. Okay, uh, let's block out an hour and a half for this one. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, Norman Bates gets out of the insane asylum. What twenty years later or something like that? And uh, it's uh, the ending. I don't know if we want to spoil the ending, but it's uh, somebody's not somebody's mother. So oh, we spoil, 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 spoil the fuck uh, out of everything here. It's a forty-year-old movie. Go for it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. It turns out his, his mother wasn't his mother, but it was uh, some uh, nun or something or like that. So I do remember that, um, and I remember liking it. I think was the cine- cinematography done by Dean Cundey, maybe. Yep. So Ooh, yeah, yeah cool. liked it. Yeah, it. It's. It, it might be the most surprising horror sequel in the history of horror films. Like, literally 100%. 20 years it after. It shouldn't exist. No. For every reason, it should be bad. Yep. And it is not. It, it should exist, but, like, it's so like, like all, like, Jaws No, it two, shouldn't exist. It should exist, because, like, Jaws 2 and everything else, though, you expect it to be, like, Jaws 2 and all those it other It had sequels. so much against it. Exactly. Like, but even something like Jaws 2 is relatively close. This is decades later. Oh yeah, that's and, what's and, so and, a, and a certifiable <laughs> classic. Mm-hmm. Like, and to wait that long to make a sequel to it, 
and the original's in black and white, and you're doing this in color, and Hitchcock on yeah. top of everything else. And so when you finally do this movie, it had, you, there's no expectation for this to be good in the least. And when I finally watched it, which was probably a decade ago, when I finally... Because I just saw it like, fuck that. So fucking good. Yeah. Like, so good. Good enough that there were, what, two or three sequels yeah. after that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two sequels. And all good. A doo-doo remake. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, yeah, I just think about Tom Holland. And like, hey, Tom, we got work for you. We want and you And this to was make- before he was Spider-Man. I knew you were going to make that joke, and I was just <laughs> waiting for it. But, yeah, I mean, you go to this guy, and you say, hey, we need you to make a sequel to possibly the greatest horror movie of all time that changed everything, that turned corners, this, that, or the other. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know? And it's just, it's unreal. It's unreal. Can and, you, I'm take the balls to take that on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to come back, you get Tom Holland back, as you said, Dean Cundy, who mm-hmm. is just wonderful with anything he touches, and Tony Perkins comes back. Which is, I think, the most surprising thing about all of it, because Perkins was a very serious performer. Yeah. Like, he took all of, of everything that he touched as serious as you could, and so I still find it shocking that he ever came back yeah, to that yeah. character and Absolutely. property. And then went on to direct part three. Well, I mean, he fully leaned into it and had a good time with it, but... but he was as serious as those guys that came out of, like, uh, you know, the actor's studio, like Montgomery Cliff. You know, like all those guys back in the early 60s. He was yeah, he oh was yeah. fully in. So it's surprising. But I'm glad he did. Not only did he come back, but I feel like Psycho kind of, like, hurt his career a little bit. Because he was always known as the boy next door, which is why he was cast as Norman Bates. And then after Psycho, though... like He's just Norman he was, Bates. Well, he was... Mm. Then everybody wanted him to be that person. Right. He still made boy. good movies, but he was yeah. only Norman. Yeah. yeah. Good oh, times. All right, so... It's, it's only like the fifth time we've gushed about that movie on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, Psycho <laughs> 2! June 24th, Twilight Zone, the movie. Ooh. Covered. Just recently covered that one. Uh, and I'm, I meant to look it up. I'm sure that movie was supposed to come out at a different time, but since yeah, it had some hiccups. Yeah, so you know, um, murder on uh, set. One of my most nostalgic movies. There's like five that I kind of keep close to the vest on that. That just the minute it starts, I feel like a little kid again, and that's one of them. Despite it's tragic real life. Right. Why? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Rent, have you seen the film? No, but I I know enough about it and watched the cursed episodes. Yeah, which uh, one of the most shocking and... moments of television in the last like 10 You're years. You're not shitting. I did not expect them to At show all. the footage. Yeah, I figured they'd I still haven't about watched it. it. Oh, gave me a copy. I haven't watched that episode yet, though. Yeah, mm. it, you know me. I don't handle that stuff well. No. It's, oh. it's rough. I mean, it's thankfully... Not, it's, it's not for everybody. Right. It, yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, the imagery is not completely vivid. I mean, right, there's, there's like, a lot of splashback to where you don't really see it, but it's still upsetting to see. Knowing it. that you're watching when it happens, yeah, the end yes. of somebody's life. Well, and that's on a this show that's all about murder and death. Any horror movie podcast is, but then that's why you watch horror movies as opposed to real footage to yes. escape real life. And there, there's a direct correlation with that. I, you find a lot of horror fans are easily upset by real footage and animal stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, yeah. we kind of exercise it with the fiction. Right. All right. Good movie, though, despite its... Great movie. Tragedy. Great movie, yeah. So, July 22nd, 
Jaws 3D. I don't know what but <laughs> I was trying to come at you. <laughs> Brent, before I say anything, you got anything on this one? I kind of have seen it. My <laughs> wife loves all the Jaws movies, so I think I've been in and out of the room. But, uh, yeah, Jaws is not my horror movie, but I like it. And then, so since Jaws is not my horror movie... Jaws 3D really wasn't my <laughs> But she's like, that's the one I like because I was telling her yesterday about what we were going to talk about. So uh, my wife is a big fan. So just so you guys know. I mean, SeaWorld and, and you got like a... Again, what, like what a, was SeaWorld thinking? You got like a loaf of bread coming at you in 3D <laughs> in the form of a shark. I'll always be an apologist for this movie. Not because it's good, because it's not. I get it. I'm the same way with but, four. But because they are such a, a launch, I think they partnered with Pepsi to do 3D glasses, and they showed it on network television. And so, you know, I got to see it at home with my 3D glasses that I got out of a case of pop. And That's how I am with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Gimmicks. Yeah. And, and Abner was allowed to drink Every can in one setting to get his glasses. <laughs> He'll never like, forget. He was like Fuller from. He went, to bed, he went to bed that night. Fuller, easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> I think six pops is enough. Some of the worst aged special effects, but that's okay. It's a fun it enough movie. It is what it is. So, uh, same day, and it's definitely more sci fi. I added it to the list just to brush over, but Crawl? Crawl? Oh, Crawl? Yeah. I was like, crawl with the, the alligators? Crawl <laughs> Man, I haven't watched that. It's been a while. A uh, definitely more on the sci-fi front, but I thought it was least worth mentioning sure. the title. Same day. Nope. Okay, August <laughs> 6, A Blade in the Dark. Ooh, Italian. I feel like you're the only one that likes the Italian dressing. Umberto Lindsay? It's been a number of years on that one, so I won't speak on it. I remember it being good, though. Uh, August 12, Cujo. Oscar worthy, man. As I stated when we covered Cujo, D. Wallace should have won an Oscar for that. I That's absolutely how good I agree. Like not just D. Wallace though, but a little dude from Who's the Boss, man. Yeah, yeah. It's I. I feel like a lot of times people don't understand the process for Oscars, and they think everything that they enjoy should be a winner. And I'm not one of those people. Like I legitimately think D. Wallace should have won an Oscar for this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think she and Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Are arguably also the the two best. Also the person playing the dog. Which, <laughs> best, best best male. Which was that? Was that Lewis Teague that did that? He did a number of those Stephen King so. movies. There are two movies goes, that I debated watching <laughs> for this show, and it was one was The Dead Zone and one was Cujo. So, what do you guys think I watched? Which one do you think I watched? Cujo. Cujo. I yeah. hope you watched The Dead Zone. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be weird if I said The Dead Zone. I did watch Cujo. I listened to you guys talk about it, but I'd never seen Cujo. Really? And yeah, and I agree with you, Professor Wagstaff, about you know D. Wallace winning an award. And at times, I was like, this could be Shelley Duvall playing this character. It's that you know the woman worrying over her kid, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a slow burn movie, but. Uh, Upon first viewing, I really, really liked the movie, and it it's, sets a lot of backstory of, oh, she's cheating, and then you know that you got to get the dog to get rabies or whatever. But I, I would rewatch this every year. Yeah, the, nice. It's it's a good one. I've submitted my remake, and I'm wait, waiting to hear back. But it's a cat. 
But hear me out. The cat has feline AIDS. And what cemetery was it buried in? It's, it's not back from the dead. Uh, okay. That, that but, road there. But she, she's still cheating on her husband, which is also the clinch because she doesn't want to get feline AIDS. <laughs> All right. Move it along. I I do want to say that I recently met Dee Wallace at a convention. I had my 15-year-old son with me, and he didn't know who it was. And when we were walking away, when we were walking away, he said, why are you smiling so much? I said, son, you can't understand a person from my generation. She was the Hearing that voice say my name to me. Gave me a joy that I cannot explain. Yeah. <laughs> Conversing with her and hearing that voice talking with me was inc- tickled the inner eight year old, that's for sure. Yeah, because I, I had to think about it because it really in the, the howling ends when she's becoming a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And then the Frighteners, that was, you know, we were adults by the time yeah. that came out. So she was, she was the 80s mom. Like, oh, yeah. Good natured. Like, she was every. Every movie we grew up on, she was the nurturing mother. Yep. You were like, listen, Harry, this woman was the Doja Cat of my <laughs> We have to end this episode now. <laughs> I also thought it would have been great if they cut the footage from the Babadook of the kid yelling in the back of the car <laughs> with the dog footage from Cujo. Man, I would have liked seeing the dog. I thought you were going to say if they, could, uh, if they could cut Take footage it. from the Cujo. Get out of here. And interject it with Beethoven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cujo, greatness. I think we had three movies put together at once. <laughs> and then right. put the Beatles on the soundtrack. Roll over, Beethoven! <laughs> so similar, because of the uh, sci-fi and special effects, is August 26th, is Hercules with Lou Ferrigno. So, um, if you've never seen this version, it's pretty sci-fi. Is this a horror sci- movie? <laughs> It doesn't need to be because it's sci-fi and special effect heavy. <laughs> was Sybil Danning in the sequel? That's all I got. Probably. Actually, I think she was. You've just upset him. <laughs> Probably. He's walking Robert into the sea. quit the show. In his own house, he's leaving. Go check the turkey that you should have made an hour ago. <laughs> Except we'll, we'll do more movies. He doesn't know any of these. So September 2nd, <laughs> Mortuary. Nope. Get another drink to deal with Todd. Uh, Bill Paxton. I think he is in that one. Yeah. I just remember cool ass poster. Pretty cool. LA Cemetery. Not bad. Good name for a movie because Mortuary is just something that's just scary yeah. anyway. The it's word kind of like and that, what, uh, what it conjures up when you think of childhood. Which cemetery is that? Not sure on that one. You said LA Cemetery? Yeah. I think it's filmed out there though. Uh-huh. I want to say it's the one where they end up in Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Well, next time I'm out there... And oh, wait, that, that can't be because that was in Springfield, Ohio. Actually. <laughs> my uh, great-grandfather is married, married is buried out there, but it's in Compton, so nobody wants to go, but I'm like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Even the cemeteries are dangerous out there. <laughs> they only shot at Arnold Schwarzenegger because he was Republican. <laughs> not because he's white. Okay, uh, September 9th, Nightmares. Ooh. Anybody? Come on. Somebody? Great anthology movie. It's got the great okay, you segment. Got, you got me with the anthology. It's got the great segment with Emilio Estevez at the Emilio. arcade. Oh, shit. Now, now we're talking. Emilio Estevez in the arcade for a segment of an anthology movie. That's as 80, 80s as it gets. Puka big Emilio Estevez fan. Yeah, that, that's the main segment from that one I remember. 
Um, does that got the... No, that's body bags with the gas station. I was going to say, though. I thought you were going to say screen. I think that's another early screen. Yeah, Night- Nightmares also had the the one with Richard Major and I think the gigantic-ass rat <laughs> that comes to its place. It's an anthology movie, though. I, I just re- specifically remember uh, Estevez's segment at the arcade being a fun one. All right. Uh, September 16th, Sweet 16. Is that, uh, is that Tracy Savage uh, from Friday the 13th? That's Morgan. got some, some older performers in it, too. It's a slasher. I can't remember who all is in that, though. The main, the main star is the survivor from Friday 3. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any good input on that one. I just all remember right, it being a slasher. <laughs> uh, let's bring it back here to everyone's favorite puzzle piece. September 23rd, Pieces. Bastard. You bastard. <laughs> bastard. Bastard. Three movies I watch for this podcast, and one, this wasn't one, but I've seen this, so that's good. I love this movie because there's a scene where somebody runs in with a knife, and you could see the rubber knife hit the person and then bend over on the other side. And I had to watch it back to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing. But yeah, I, I like this movie. That's oh, another such one a that blast. if I describe it to people, I'm like, this has everything. I'm like, it's like, this has dirty puzzles. Vinny, mm-hmm. crazy turns movies. out. It has Bluto from the live action Popeye movie. <laughs> it also had a neighboring kung fu specialist on set for a different movie that they just injected into it for Lots no reason. Of tennis. Uh, Lots great special of tennis. effects. Um, uh, there yeah. are special effects. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like the, the bending knife, but then they'll have a woman getting carved up in the elevator that looks legit. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's yeah. just the perfect back and forth on attention to detail on only some of it. But the Blu-ray also, I would like to recommend. I think I mentioned on the podcast before has a feature where you can watch a live recording of a, a audience back then on Forty Second oh. Street. Uh, and their reactions to you it. You can watch them jerk off to the puzzle making. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, as I as we were revisiting the Phanta- Phantasm films for this show. What's it called? Phantasm. <laughs> you need another you shot? You burning toast? My, my gray matter just mixed up here. I'm a, someone blow a whistle. I'm a, I'm a Manchurian candidate here. Um, now, uh, as I was revisiting the Phantasm franchise... Um, as I'm looking at those movies, the next one on my shelf is Pieces. And I had like a weird like Vietnam flashback. I was like, <laughs> Pieces. Oh, Pieces. <laughs> one of my proudest offerings to the show. I think I was with you when we discovered um, Messed Up Puzzles. And you're just like, kept going back to touch the puzzle. You're like, and then I watched you buy it. And I was like, oh, that puzzle. Yes, I have a puzzle up. like he's putting together. <laughs> he's got six copies of it <laughs> yes the only one of them still good <laughs> indeed okay moving right along all right october 21st i am horny the dead zone there are two movies i watched for the and i didn't i didn't make it to the dead zone so sorry go ahead guys um this was one that I really liked. Uh, I think Professor picked it for mm-hmm. a mash, and um, I was taken by surprise how much I liked it. And it was recently given to me as a gift on Blu-ray. So I've got it on Blu-ray, and even though it's something I'm not going to watch all the time, I'll never get rid of it. I'm tired of hearing these stories, let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... What a year for Cronenberg. Yeah. This, 
Videodrome, a year for King. Some we've already mentioned, some we haven't. An yet. odd year that only one scary movie comes out the month of October, but it's okay. which is bizarre. But it's one of Walken's more understated performances. Um, it's somber. It's scary. It's also a low key, a pretty good winter movie. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Dead Zone. I it's mean, a timeless tale of. Uh, it's one of his better books too. Of the corruption of power and politics. Yeah, I think is another thing that really adds to the film. Um, I love this movie. Yeah, the, this, I did not expect to. It's got I some good it. heart to it. Yeah. M Night's new movie. I mean, it's a different plot device, but it kind of just kind of reminds me of the Dead Zone, kind of like where the the family has to choose one of them to to die, or the whole world's going to end. And it kind of just reminds me of the Dead Zone, like like what if you knew this person that if they come to power, it's going to end you know the world. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, November 3rd, The Hound of, of Baskersville. Oh, you're not going to chime in? I know Dan. I'm well. not sure which one that is. I'm not too familiar with this one either because I know they've made, remade this a billion times. I'm not sure of the 80s. Yeah, Jeremy Brett um, had been doing the TV show in the early 80s, so it may be a, a feature film that they did from that. It's a great story, but I'm not sure which version came out that year. If it ain't been a drill cabbage patch, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit before him. All right, this is a, a big day, but uh, November 18th, Amityville 3D. Oh, boy. Who are those Amityville bangers? What a cast. The last good Amityville movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The Possession. That was, no, no. That was well, two. That's two. two. Uh, Which may have been the last one. That remake had a good remake. Yep. Let's just talk about this one now. Okay, let's do that, Todd. Thank you. <laughs> Todd has to rein you He's in. Gotta time, He's got to get me back on track. He's always got to rein you in. What like, is happening? Second time tonight, though, we're talking about, again, we see how she got that money to pay off that college. Lori Lawson. <laughs> Lori Lawson. <laughs> Meg Ryan. Um, who was Tony? Is it Tony Randall? Bennett. Tony Randall's in this movie, right? Amityville. Help me out, Gaga. Hell of a time, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've never seen Jaws 3D or Amityville 3D in the theater. I wish this... This would be cool to pick I would up. like... The, these are movies that I don't have. Like, I've got Friday the 13th Part 3 yeah. in 3D with 3D glasses. I would love to have more videos at home yeah. like Jaws and Amityville that I could throw in and watch in that old school type but th- of 3D. These would be a fun little just just, you know... Just to bring back, just to go see in the theater. I know that Grizz is a big fan of uh, wearing 3D glasses at home to watch movies. <laughs> um, so anyway, same same day is The Bean. So I think that was kind of uh, another alien. Are you, saying, another alien are you saying Bean the or Bean? Like Mr. Bean? Rowan Atkinson. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Like human Bean. <laughs> Alright, what's that? <laughs> and then a little small one called Sleepaway Camp. There it is. Oh, There's boy. the Dong Hall of Fame, baby. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> hey, this movie's got everything. If you want to see Hanging Dong, it's got it. If you want to see inappropriate things to minors, it's got it. <laughs> Big Give you a <laughs> It rhymes with cock. <laughs> <clears throat> Sleepaway camp. Can I give that one an? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. 
That's the one where it's like the right amount of bad where we celebrate it. It's the perfect blend. Because if it was more bad, we wouldn't be talking about it. You would think that it was developed in a laboratory. (laughs) This movie is able to reference... I always think scientists when I think sleepaway camp. This movie is able to reference Baldies and still be beloved. I mean, that sums it up. But the question is, though, have you guys seen Judy? Man, man, oh man! man. <laughs> so, Felissa uh, started doing the the like kind of like um, touring with it. Well, kind of like the live thing, and you know, you discussed the film, and I actually told her I was like, "This sounds bad, Felissa," and I was like, "You don't give enough time." I was like, "Some of the lines, there's a few people that have never seen this film." So you have to like the like the Baldies line. You have to let him hear that because number one, right after that, he dies horribly. You have to let them hear his them death is not a satisfactory. It really isn't. That. Yeah. And not only that, but like man, the fact that he says that is <laughs> yeah. just like it's pretty yeah. fucking gross. But she she points out a lot of stuff, I, and I was like, man, I've seen this movie so many damn times, and she points out stuff I've never noticed. So. How, how many times, Grizz, would you say you have seen Sleepaway Camp? Uncountable. <laughs> Uncountable. Um, if not introducing it to people for the first time. Introducing it's a whole other... Man, that's a whole fun watch in itself. It was so special when we saw it at Famous Monster Pizza in Decatur, Indiana. Um, Another thing that's not paying us but is dope, so go check it the out. The greatest, yeah. Me and Todd and Carrie... And the McRib went, and um, <laughs> it just sounds like I took a McRib to the show. But uh, we sat like it was. I mean, you show up and you think yeah, you're you show up as strangers table. and you have to leave with friends, right? Like you show up and you think like, oh, there's not going to be anybody here. But no, it was like, oh, you need to sit with these people you don't know because it's a sold out kind of gig. And we sat there and we were sitting with like three or four kids that were like. 2021 who'd never seen it and I was like you're here and you've never seen this and so like I'm treating it like it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show I'm shouting out lines and acting out stuff and I'm like some girls on a date crying at their table Robert's got his wiener out at the end (laughs) 90 minutes later everybody's horny and full of pizza I picked up a butter knife and pulled my wiener out I mean it is one of the endings where I had to like rewatch it to be like to finish. What? No, well, yeah, to finish. First off. But it was one of those where I was like, what? Because the face doesn't match the noise and the... Yeah. Boogie didn't like that sound. You didn't like that sound. Um, None of us did. The, uh, so just quick backstory. Uh, first time I saw this, Professor and I were living together in college, our first house in college, and... Um, Experiment name. <laughs> hey <laughs> And we put on a little Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, but uh, no, uh, he had just bought the box set just on a whim. Just It looked cool. It was at Best Buy. Um, he was in there, I think, with his girlfriend, maybe a couple other people. And I walked through, and I'm new to horror movies. I didn't really get into it. At, I mean, I've seen basic stuff. Yeah. And I'm walking through, and I'm like, what in the hell is this? We're only like five minutes in, and the professor's like, you're going to want to sit down for this. <laughs> Changed my life. Changed my life. And that was 
30 years ago. No. Oh, stop. No, no, no. 20 years ago. Because it was 2003. Yep. What, so, what made you sit down and walk up here like, look at all remember, them bodies. <laughs> like John Daly and Yasmin watched it with us and... At some I think point. I think we yeah we showed it to them. Yeah. I mean, I, we probably watched it three or four times that year. I've seen yeah. it because of you. Started running off company with it. <laughs> like, hey, that's how you weed out the week from the straw. <laughs> like they keep playing this fucking movie. <laughs> okay, good times. All right. Uh, okay. Got any other dong centric ones? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you're lucky. November twentieth. Made for TV, Terrified of Nation, is the day after. Mm. If you remember that oh. damn movie. Another one where, I don't know why, but as kids I was like, they're going to blow us up, we're all dead. That's, well, that's because we grew up during the Cold War. That's, that's all them Get Saved true. movies. <laughs> that's true. Uh, man, this movie. I think the Goldbergs even did an episode where they talked about how terrified they were of the stupid movie. It, yeah, it, it got to a lot of people. Threads was another one in the UK that scared the I, shit yeah, you out keep of people. I have got to look that movie up because I'm, I'm interested brutal. to terrify myself. To me, I've never seen it, but it sounds like the war of the world syndrome of yeah. things are coming to get you. Yeah. It's a little, outside t- a little of too the real. Yeah, 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 it's uh, it, it's basically like just just nuclear nuclear war yeah. fallout. The Reds was done like an actual broadcast, Jesus. like yeah. H.G. Wells. Mm. And they were cranking out movies that were either very uh, nuke war heavy or very rapture heavy around that time, and mm-hmm. so like some of them were actually like people like I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, John November, just scoffed at you. <laughs> yeah. November twenty fourth of unknown origin. Ooh, another rap movie. <laughs> the year of the rap. Peter Weller. Yeah. yeah. Robocop. <clears throat> Not bad. Your move, creep. <laughs> <laughs> Your move, creep. December 9th, because what says Christmas better than Christine? Oh, there it one is. One of my favorites. <laughs> Time we put the Christ back in Christine. <laughs> that was the tagline. <laughs> so Wait, good. Have you seen this one? I have, and it's got a, you know, we'll talk about it on a future episode, but it's got a revitalization because there's a parallel movie that we'll talk about oh, uh, on I the s- Halloween I episode. I feel it. I feel oh, it. But uh, yeah, I like Christine this movie. Ends. John Carpenter, great soundtrack, of course, and uh, you see the just the transformation of a nerd into a greaser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love Christine. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's it's excellent. Uh, Gordon's great in his performance, although I don't buy the cool part of it with him. But it doesn't matter because it's like so Toby McGuire, right? <laughs> yeah, he comes out dancing. Uh, <laughs> That's spot on. That's the second time that <laughs> reference has been made in this house today. <laughs> okay. No, that's you spot on. What's interesting, I think, about Christine also, and this goes back to that, that like short list of nostalgic movies I mentioned, is that Carpenter had kind of failed in terms of success at the box office with the thing. And uh, he the goal of this was to show that he was a bankable commercial director. So that he could continue doing the things that he wanted to. So he literally went in this from a technical standpoint and just directed the hell out of it. Like everything about this movie is just on steroids. Um, it's great. Which this really good. I feel like this movie kind of disappointed them at the box office too. But you open the thing in Midsummer right on top of E.T. And then you open Christine at Christmas time with the month of October wide open. And this is a fall movie. Yeah, I 
I don't. I, I don't remember on Christine's box office. I just know that it's translated. I, I know they, one of the better. I, adaptations. I know between the thing and Christine that that he lost Firestarter over over this. Which yeah, Christine is one that I saw on like Saturday afternoon television. They would run it a lot. But I mean, so I've, I've seen this for a long. I remember time. HBO would show the making of this like every because man, I remember people went wild over even how they made it. Um, and I have to say, this is a weird one for me that like. It doesn't feel like Stephen King. It feels like John Carpenter. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of stuff you watch, you're instantly like, yeah, it's Stephen King. Now, this, I, is, I, this is very much... This other is than more, the nerd getting the hot girl, that's... But this is still more, John, this is still more John Carpenter than, you know, because it's, it's Pasadena, and it's not, it's not you know, uh, I feel like everything that's King what, is like, yeah. Well, the, the, the original story, and they were going to have that, where the old man possessing Christine... Is a corpse driving, having conversations, but an American Werewolf in London had come out, yeah. and they didn't want to seem like they were just doing the same shit. So they took that guy and made him the the snowplow guy from Home Alone. <laughs> South Bend's the South Bend's there. Shitter. Good times. Good times. Great. Can we we also did. Can we talk about the other movies that came out in '83 that aren't horror like? Put it in context. We have the ask ask the <laughs> the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. Back I'm going to do it. Todd, I'm the guest. Todd, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have yeah. one more movie on the list. I always say there's always movies that are not included on final list for whatever reason. So I'll just I'll say the last movie. Yeah. And I know there's movies that are missed. So this uh, the last movie I have down is the 16th was the Keep. So again, Merry Christmas. Wasn't this I one about specifically the, went back and listened to... Wasn't this like about the Holocaust or something? To, it's ish. World War II. Merry um, Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I went back and listened to our episode where we covered this because I remember it being interesting but forgettable. And after listening to the episode, we, we kind of confirmed that, that it yeah. is interesting but forgettable. Michael Mann wishes it didn't exist. Because it's kind of like, what, it didn't kind of the same idea as like Spookies. So many ha- people had their hands in it and so many directors yeah. trying to make different movies coming together. And it's like, well, that was good, but you dropped the ball. Then you tried that, and that was kind of nice. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. 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 I believe the Mountaintop Motel Massacre also yep. came out this year. Yeah, we covered, yeah. That. <laughs> we covered that one. Two other ones we covered uh, from 83, One Dark Night, a personal favorite, yep. and Soul Survivor. Yeah, man, that is still, that's our Bernstein Bears moment. Like, <laughs> I still can't find the episode that has Soul Survivor on it. Yeah, we covered it. I know we did, but I can't, it doesn't exist. We'll, we'll figure it out someday. <laughs> I know where it's at. Uh, <laughs> good coverage, Todd. I have hardly any other movies uh, that you didn't mention. Uh, one yeah, other night, I, don't, I don't know how I missed that. Because no matter which list you look, there's always stuff left off. Or, I swear to God, most of the stuff I get lists on is like international. And I'm like, I'm in America! Yeah. <laughs> Death Warm Death Talk Australia. English, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, Mausoleum. That's a, that's a, a decent one. Um, and Frightmare. Grizzly 2, The Revenge. Grizzly okay, 2 I left off because they stopped mm-hmm. filming and that movie just came out yeah. to I, I, I'm interested to do the Grizzly films because Grizzly 2 just got completed was that last year or the year before I'm very interested to see that movie I heard it came out in 83 <laughs> it was filmed halfway in 1983 and they finished filming it last year oh wow uh, The Prey which is a I, 
I haven't seen that one. You I've heard the good things about it. Make it today. And, uh, oh no, uh, Strange <laughs> Invaders. Strange Invaders. Nice sci-fi uh, twist there with a huge cast, including Nancy Allen. And I think that's everything I've got for movies that year. So non-horror, what we got? What's going I was, on? I was just gonna say real quick. Soul Survivor is a predecessor to Final Destination. For those who have not seen it or heard of it, you love saying that every time. <laughs> you love shut up. <laughs> uh, Mountaintop Motel Massacre was loosely the emphasis. What was that Luke Wilson movie? Vacancy. Loosely also the, the a true story. Yeah, <laughs> right down the street. Sure, it was. And, yeah, well, and down the street my, from him here uh, in Muncie. Your favorite character in Mountaintop Motel Massacre, <laughs> Cr- Cranshaw. <laughs> the whole movie was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett, turn it over to you, buddy. Oh, well, I was just because, Todd, you mentioned that, you know, stuff's going against E.T., just looking at the list of stuff that came out Return of the Jedi and Tootsie and Flashdance, Trading Places, War Games, Octopussy, Staying Alive, Risky Business, Mr. Mom. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Superman 3, 48 Hours. Just, God damn. There's a few good movies. That's a lot of blockbusters. Think Terms there. of Endearment. Yeah, Terms yeah. of Endearment, which... Uh, so, just... that's it, It's always funny like how they'll defend certain films, too, but I think Christine, I think, opened on top of Terms of Endearment. Um, and again, I feel like if Christine would have opened at Halloween, it would have had... But man, you have Terms of Endearment, which is um, Jack Nicholson and McLean, and uh, who's the director? Big director. Can't remember. But anyways, uh, and it's Oscar Gold, and it's Christmas. Which movie are they going to support more? So I feel like they never look at stuff like that because man, and, and again, who cared? As as a kid, half the movies when they talk about bombed and didn't bomb, I would have never known. Like no. Howard the Duck to me was a huge success. <laughs> you you still can't. You have to kind of prove to me the numbers because I'm like, how did Howard the Duck bomb? It was everywhere. Look, two words: duck titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this YouTube channel I like, and one of the hosts had seen it in the other head. Like opens with duck titties. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, also that year, Star Eighty, which we may cover at some point for true crime, as uh, the murder of Dorothy Stratton, which had happened. Just a few years prior, it's Bob Fosse's last movie. Ooh. It's pretty brutal, um, but an interesting story. Um, <laughs> and then just a few other notes I have for things. Just in that year in general, Fraggle Rock, Cabbage oh, Patch, uh, Final Mash episode, and the first Mario Brothers arcade. We're done doing Mash episodes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, in a lot of these episodes, you got to choose between two, which is a real Sophie's choice. Ooh. 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 Uh, can, I, can I tell you... I had never seen that movie until recently. <laughs> so when you discover, if you've never seen it, and then you discover what Sophie's choice is, wow, 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 wow! wow. <laughs> All right, eighty-three. Everybody have lots of good anniversary celebrations this yes, year. Yes, enjoy yourselves. It's a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, this was nice. I enjoyed what this. a treat. What a treat. What a treat. I mean. I know that only Professor had seen three quarters of these movies, but it was still nice. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. But yeah. the ones we had seen were very enthusiastic. Yeah. So I'm thinking that next time we do a thing like this, I'll make a slideshow. Because I think once I show you the poster art, you'll go, oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's magic. Well, think of all the friends we made along the way. Yes. So. <laughs> So, where, where it might have went over your head, I did see the profess jizz quite a bit. So okay. <laughs> and he had to restrain himself. 
Yes. I wish I had stopped this five minutes ago. <laughs> you were covered in, <laughs> covered in must after they said sleep waking. So. All right. Closing out for the Midwest Monsters <laughs> podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Hammer. I've been joined by Professor Wagzeff. <laughs> Brent, they're coming to get you to <laughs> Oh, stay scary. Get that turkey. <laughs> <laughs>